Good morning, everybody. This is Will, and you're listening to Two Man Congress. Okay, before we hop into our topic of the day, we want to remind everybody about our deal that we have going on with Patreon. As you can recall from our last episode, we talked about refugees and uh, the refugees that are struggling worldwide, and uh, we wanted to do something that we could to support them. And so what we're doing with this Patreon deal is everybody who signs up for Patreon, we will donate the first two months to the UNHCR to help refugees worldwide. And that money will go to help them first travel, find shelter, and then eventually to be resettled. So again, we just wanted to remind you that that would be something that would be very helpful to refugees, uh, very helpful to us, and of course, uh, very beneficial for you as well, especially if you like the content content that we have to share. So today we want to talk about the Constitution and what the Constitution is and giving an overview of the Constitution. Well, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because, well, we haven't given an overview of what the Constitution is yet. So I wanted to make sure that we got that covered. Part of the reason why we didn't do that earlier is because I wrote an article about this and it felt like it was sufficient, but at the same time, I uh, feel like an audio uh, version of that article may uh, be beneficial to those who don't have the uh, time to uh, read that article. But we will post that link in the show notes below. So if you want to read that article, feel free to go and do that. But in this episode, we're going to talk about what the purpose of the Constitution is, We're going to give an overview of each article of the Constitution, and we're going to share some of the implications about the Constitution and why it is still important today. So why do I want to talk about the Constitution? I just shared a little bit about why I wanted to talk about it now, but in general, I want to talk about the Constitution because everything that we do is dependent on it. Any law that is created, any court case that is brought, all depends on the Constitution. Criminal cases, civil litigation, uh, commercial cases are all filled with constitutional questions. How much economic freedom can there be? Uh, What kind of rights do people have? And so all of this information is relevant in everything that we discuss in our episodes are dependent on a good understanding of what the Constitution is. So all laws must follow the Constitution because it's the supreme law of the land. And I guess ultimately, with that said, it's pointless to continue the podcast if we don't focus on what the Constitution is. I was also reading the Federalist Papers as earlier uh, this week, and a lot of it kind of stuck out to me. And made me feel a great sense of why the Constitution was created in the first place and made me want to talk about it further. So that's why I want to talk about the Constitution. Let's go ahead and talk about what the purpose of the Constitution is. To do that, I want to actually read the preamble of the Constitution. Many of you will know this, or at least many of you will have read this, but it's good to have the refresher Anyways, so the preamble of the Constitution states, We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, 
and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. All right, so what are some of the reasons why the Constitution was created based off of our understanding of the preamble right there? Well, it creates a whole list for us right off the bat. It says, to form a more perfect union, to establish justice, to ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and ensure the blessings of liberty. So let's talk about those just more briefly. I think the biggest one that we can discern from those is the purpose of the Constitution was to create a form of government that uh, was more unified and then was given under the Articles of Confederation. All of those things and that are listed, those purposes of the Constitution, were all problems that the United States had underneath the Articles of Confederation. So they were created with that in mind to resolve those issues that the those Articles of Confederation had. And I think the biggest one was to form a government that was more united and made sure that the country fought together uh, to preserve one another. And so that's the biggest takeaway from the preamble that I can think of is this government was formed to function and it was more and it was formed to function as a union and not as independent states. Okay, let's talk about each article in the Constitution to begin with. So there are seven articles in the Constitution in the original document, and then there are 27 amendments. That includes the Bill of Rights, which are 10 of those amendments. So after the Bill of Rights, which was ratified shortly after the Constitution was ratified, uh, 17 new amendments have been introduced and passed and ratified, uh, which are now part of the Constitution. But in this episode, we're going to be focusing uh, solely on those first original articles, just because that's um, a, a good place to start. And of course, we're not going to go in depth with each article. We're going to give a brief overview of everything. And uh, in the future, we'll, uh, our cases will all go more in depth as we have to address those articles uh, one by one. But Articles 1 through 3 discusses the different branches of government. Article 4 discusses the organization of the states. And Articles 5 through 7 discusses uh, the amendment process, uh, debts at the time of the ratification, and also how the Constitution was to be ratified. Let's go ahead and discuss each of these articles more in depth. So Article 1 has 10 sections, and uh, this article is meant to help manage the organization and the governance of the legislative branch or uh, the body of Congress. So Section 1 calls for a Congress, and the Congress is comp uh, comprised of two governing bodies, and that's the House of Representatives and the Senate. The next couple of sections uh, describe the requirements for each member of Congress, meaning how old they need to be, uh, how long they can serve, and how their elections are to be held. Uh, it also discusses the responsibilities of impeachment. 
Section 5 of the article discusses how they are to conduct business, and it also describes how they are supposed to behave and lays out any consequences for misbehavior. Section 6 lists off some of the privileges that Congress gets to have during their time in office. For example, they can't be arrested, unless if it's a felony or other serious crime. Uh, But members of Congress are not to be members of other branches of government while they're elected to the representatives or Senate. So, for example, the Senate can't be a House of Representatives, or they can't be part of the judiciary, and they can't be a part of the executive office. So this section also talks about the legislative process, which is how a bill becomes a law. So it talks about who needs to propose the law, and then who votes for it first in the representatives, and then in the Senate before it's being brought to the president to either accept or veto the law. And then it also talks about the process of overturning a veto if it were vetoed. Section 8 of the article discusses the powers of Congress, and there's a whole list. We won't uh, go into all of them, but this includes the power to borrow money, uh, to maintain a navy, regulate commerce, and a whole lot more. Uh, Section 9 also goes into some of those powers. Section 9 goes into those powers, but it actually puts the limits on those powers. And the the concluding section, uh, Section 10 of Article 1, Uh, says what powers are denied to the states. So Article 2 pertains to uh, what powers are provided to the executive branch. So there are four sections. Uh, Section 1 establishes the requirements to be the president, such as age, nationality, things like that. And it also goes further into the election process. Section 2 discusses the powers given to the president. This includes the military power. Uh, all foreign affairs, such as setting treaties, and then it also is the responsibility, or rather the power of the president to appoint ambassadors and nominate judges. Section 3 of Article 2 requires that the president provides a report on the State of the Union. Uh, Section 4 establishes the crimes that a president can be impeached for. So that brings us to Article 3, Article 3 has three sections, and it discusses the responsibilities of the judicial branch. So judges are to maintain their offices based off of good behavior, and it also discusses that they are to be uh, compensated for their services. It also talks about the organization of the court. So there's a Supreme Court of the land, and then there's also several lesser courts. So it lists what kinds of cases can go to the Supreme Court, or in other words, where it has original jurisdiction. Those are ones that goes directly to the Supreme Court. Those are going to be any cases that deal with foreign affairs. So all other cases that the Supreme Court has to deal with arrive through appellate jurisdiction. So that goes through the lesser courts first before making it up to the Supreme Court. So this article actually concludes by defining treason, and it describes the way treason is to be tried and punished. It also talks about that judges uh, can be impeached for uh, poor behavior. So Article 4, as we talked about earlier, talks about the states. So it talks about how each state is given credit and requires that credit to be proved. 
Uh, it also talks about the rights, privileges, and immunities granted to the people in each state. So this article also talks about how each state are added or why they would not be allowed to be added to the union. Uh, finally, the article concludes by saying that each state are to be organized and governed as a republic. So our main governing, uh, our federal government is run as a republic, and then each state uh, is also going to be run as a republic. Article 5 talks about the process of adding amendments to the U.S. Constitution, and there are really four methods to add an amendment to the Constitution. We talked about this in a previous episode. Uh, two of them have been used, and two of them have not. Uh, one that has been used, and this is how the majority of amendments have been used, it needs to pass with two-thirds vote in the House of Representatives and the Senate, and then the amendment must be ratified by three-fourths of the state. The second way that it can be done is three-fourths of the state hold their own convention conventions to ratify the proposed amendments, uh, which has never been done. Uh However, amendments are not allowed to alter equal representation in the Senate. So currently our Senate has two members from each state. And so I guess and reading into this, this may or may not be true, but reading into this, that means that you could pro propose an amendment that gave each state five senators instead of two, but currently, uh, as long as, but that wouldn't really change things. So as long as there is still equal representation, meaning the same state, the states have the same numbers as the other states in the Senate, uh, that would be counted as equal representation. All right, so Article 6 talks about all the debts that are under the Articles of Confederation. So those debts that are under the Articles of Confederation continued to exist. So those were debts that, debts that were... Uh, present because of the war and uh, making sure that those had to be uh, paid back to their respective uh, countries. It also declares that the Supreme Court is the supreme, sorry, it declares that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land and that all officers should be held under oath or affirmation to support the Constitution. Article 7, the last section of the Constitution, uh, describes the process for ratification uh, at the time, nine of the 13 states uh, were required to ratify the Constitution to make it an official document. And that happened fairly quickly, but most of those, well, a lot of those states refused to ratify the Constitution until a Bill of Rights was presented. And those Bill of Rights were presented shortly after the Constitution was uh, first ratified, it had a ton of revision process, but eventually was uh, came down to the uh, top ten, which became the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights really has two purposes: it's to protect the people from government overreach, and then also any amendments after that were to change the organization of the government. So that's what the Constitution is. We'll link a full. We'll we'll link the full text in the show notes be, below as well because it's something that is really good to read. 
Of course, we just briefly went over everything, so we want everyone to read it more thoroughly as well. And we will, of course, be going over everything in more depth in the future. But it's a very short document. You'd be surprised. Uh, with as much as we talk about the Constitution, I think most people overestimate its length. Uh, but it can be something that can be read within a couple of hours. It, it, it's that short. So we encourage you to go and read the Constitution because it is that essential into our governance. So what are some of the implications from the Constitution? Why has it been so essential to uh, our governance and, and to our democracy and the um, standing of our republic here in the United States? Well, the Constitution has directed our country through several, several challenges uh, from a civil war uh, to the civil rights. The Constitution has uh, been a defining document uh, helping us to stay together and to stay united. As I was reading the Federalist Papers, uh, there were several things that stood out to me. Uh, we're told that the Federalist Papers are were written to defend the Constitution and Yes, it was written to defend the Constitution, but I would say it was written uh, to argue in favor of what the Constitution was doing. And uh, I know that sounds the same, but there's a subtle difference in my mind. And that subtle difference is it was defending uh, a forming of a union, more specifically. And the Constitution, what it did is that it brought the states that were acting independently and it brought them into a union. And the argument that is made is the union is much stronger than individual states. And it gave all these reasons. Uh, it begins by opening why a union is stronger for foreign affairs purposes. It talks about why a union is stronger in cases of internal disputes. And it talks about why a union is stronger against factions and uh, political parties and uh, why... This is all important. And you see how a union has been strong throughout the history of our country. In particular, uh, I'm thinking of the Civil War. Uh, if we did not have the Constitution, uh, the Civil War would have resulted, I think, in a lot worse casualties than it did. And ultimately, the Constitution allowed for a way to resolve the issues that were given in the Civil War. And without it, it, each state would have acted as an independent country. It would have made things much more difficult. And so I think it is essential for our con Constitution to, to continue to thrive. And this thriving of our Constitution will lead to the thriving of our country. And we need to do everything that we can to defend it in whatever way may be necessary. We need to pass legislation that supports the Constitution, and we need to shut down legislation that is designed to take power away from the Constitution, even if it's in minimalistic. So with that said, I just want to go ahead and uh, wrap this up by, again, giving you the invitation to read the Constitution, because you can't defend it if you don't know it. And so go ahead and read the Constitution. Uh, be familiar with the laws that are currently being passed. 
and argued for in the respective states and also as the federal government because each of those are going to be defining of the Constitution. Uh, also, we have a Supreme Court nomination that is going on, and we need to make sure that we uh, nominate uh, judges who are going to defend the Constitution uh, because all these cases end up going to the Supreme Court, and if and they're not handled properly at the Supreme Court, then our Constitution could be in danger. That's why each body of government is so vital, um, because legislation is passed in the legislature. It's executed by the executive branch, and then it's judged by the judicial branch. Each body of government is supposed to be there to protect and defend the Constitution, and so far it has been very successful in preventing government overreach. And we need to do everything that we can to protect that. All right, we'll talk to you all later. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.